I would just like to personally welcome you to this beautiful night podcast that is hosted by me. So, without further ado, if you don't already know, my name is Kevin Hobie. I will be your podcast host for this entire evening podcast, and uh, we're just going to look into what's going on around the world and uh, in my own life um, at this present time. So, with our three news stories, let's summarize them and begin with number one. Our first news story is about Russia and the coronavirus and how it plans to implement a ban on Chinese nationals from entering Russia and infecting any of the Russian citizens. Our second piece of news is about a long dispute between Britain and Greece over um, ancient artifacts, uh, which has also put a lot of tension in the works because of, well, if you haven't heard already, Brexit occurring. kind of ruining and souring relationships between the United, uh, the European Union sorry, and Britain. And for our last piece of news, we're going to talk about Japan and what has been going on with a cruise ship that has stopped there and the spread of the coronavirus on said cruise ship and how Canadian officials are um, planning on bringing back those nationals who are stuck in Japan. So... With that being said and done, we will move into the podcast tonight. Again, I'm your host, Kevin, and this very podcast is called A Mention with Kevin. Let's kick things off with number one in the news today. Today's episode is episode 35. We are recording on February 18th, 2020 in a new location, no longer Toronto. But it'll soon be broadcasted where this podcast is airing. Anyway, with our first piece of news, Russia authorities said today they will pose a temporary ban entry for all Chinese nationals amid the outbreak of the new virus in China that has infected more than 73,000 people worldwide since December. The ban goes into effect on Thursday at midnight Moscow town, time, sorry, according to a decree signed by Russian's Prime Minister Mikhail Mishtin. Uh, the measure was taken due to worsening epidemi- epidemiological situation in China. So far, Russia has only had three confirmed cases of the COVID-19 disease caused by the virus. Two Chinese uh, citizens who have been treated and released, and a Russian national who contracted the illness aboard the Diamond Princess cruise ship quarantined in Japan. Still, Russian authorities have taken vast measures to prevent the spread of the disease, including hospitalization of hundreds of people who returned from China, as a precaution. Russia has also halted most air traffic to China, suspended all trains to China and North Korea, and closed its land border with China and Mongolia. Moscow has also temporarily stopped issuing work visas to Chinese citizens and told Chinese students who had been studying in Russia not to return until March 1st. 
earlier this month, uh, Mishun said that Russia, Mike Mikhail Mishun said that Russia may start deporting the foreigners infected with the virus. As a mysterious new virus enveloped central China's Wuhan earlier this year, Liu Xingming mobilized all the resources of the hospital in the city's Wuchang district to deal with the thousands of sick people arriving daily, threatening to overwhelm the local healthcare system. The dedication appears to have cost him his life, with Wuhan's health bureau announcing today that he became infected and uh, on Tuesday that he and died despite all out attempts to save him. Louis is at least the seventh health worker to die of the COVID-19 disease among the more than 1,700 doctors and nurses who have become sick. His death becomes as authorities are cautiously cheering a reduction in the number of new daily cases and deaths, along with the results of a study showing most people who contracted the virus experience only mild symptoms. China, on Tuesday, reported 1,886 new cases and 98 more deaths. That raised the number of deaths in the mainland China to 1,868, and the total number of confirmed cases to 72,000. 436. Now, the prevention and control work is at a critical time. President Xi Jinping told Prime Minister, a British Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, in a phone call Tuesday, according to Chinese state broadcaster CCTV. The UN Secretary General told the Associated Press that the virus outbreak is not out of control, but is a dangerous situation. Antonio Gutierrez said in an interview in Lohare, Pakistan, that the risks are enormous and we need to be prepared worldwide for that. Outside China, there were 804 cases in 25 countries. World Health Organization Director Gen General Tedros Adhanaman Ghebreyesus said at a briefing Tuesday in Geneva. Tedros went on to say that there have been 92 cases of human-to-human -human spread of the coronavirus in 12 countries outside China, but the World Health Organization does not have the data to make comparisons with China. He said the World Health Organization has not seen sustained local transmission except in specific areas, such as on the Diamond Princess cruise ship quarantined in Japan. Canadian officials said on Tuesday that there are 43 Canadians among the confirmed massive dis uh, confirmed cases from the ship. The outbreak has caused massive disruption and China may postpone its biggest political meeting of the year to avoid having people travel to Beijing while the virus is still spreading. One of the automotive industry's biggest, biggest events, China's biannual auto show, also is being postponed and many sports and entertainment events have been delayed or cancelled. So very interesting uh, to see what is going on right now again in the world. Um, what is the response to this virus? Um, it's very interesting to see what Russia's take is on this, as they kind of have a more authoritative government. I know it's supposed to appear more democratic than China, um, but they kind of have an iron grip on the country as well, and seeing that they're going to deport all... Um, Chinese citizens or um, anybody who's been contacted in China within the province of Wuhan. 
Um, it's also interesting to see that there's only been three cases, two of which were Chinese citizens, and one is only a Russian citizen that is aboard the cruise ship right now. So it's very interesting to see what's going on. Um, that It hasn't spread that much, but it's causing quite a lot of fear and chaos and a lot of international uh, conversation. Um, so we will be looking at this a little bit more if I find any more information. Uh, but that is the situation thus far. We're heading into our second piece of news, which is a long-running dispute between Britain and Greece over an ancient treasures has spilled into tensions over Brexit after a demand for the return of the stolen cultural artifacts has added was added to the draft of a European Union negotiation mandate. The British Museum in London has refused to return the Pantheon Marbles 2,500-year-old sculptures that British diplomat Lord Elgin removed from Athens in the early 19th century when Greece was under Ottoman Turkish rule. A draft of the 27 European Union nations positioned on negotiations with Britain on their future relationship, which was seen by reporters on Tuesday, seeks the return or restitution of unlawfully removed cultural objects to their countries of origin. The document did not specify any cultural objects. However, an EU diplomat said that the line was added at the request of Greece with support from Italy. Greece's cultural minister said last month that Athens would step up its campaign for the return of the Parthenon marbles from London and expected to win more support from European peers as Brexit diminishes Britain's influence. There was no immediate comment from the office of the British Prime Minister Boris Johnson, who led the UK out of the European Union on January 31st, 2020, if we all remember that. More than three years after Britons voted in a referendum to leave. Rhetoric between London and Brussels over the terms of their future relationship has grown sharper this month ahead of negotiations due to the start in early March. The British Museum says the marbles, which are roughly half of a 160-meter frieze that adorn the 5th century BC Parthenon Temple, were acquired by Eglin under a legal contract with the Ottoman Empire. Greece says they were stolen. An EU source, who declined to be named because of discussions on the mandate are confidential, said the reference to stolen artifacts was included in a draft of the document as early as last week. The source said it's also support from Cyprus and Spain and that Greece is concerned over the marbles aside. European Union countries were more broadly concerned about the illegal trade of artifacts through London's auction houses. So interesting what we're kind of seeing here. Um, obviously, it does kind of look like British, uh, I, I guess, officials kind of made, I guess they took an opportunity and they found an opportunity in what was uh, the Ottoman Empire kind of acquiring artifacts from Greece. Uh, Greece not being in able a position to um, really hold these artifacts and take care of them. And so um, I think now they should be returned. I think... Um, it was nice of them to hold on to these artifacts, but I don't think that, um, I don't know, this shouldn't be used for leverage in terms of trying to um, 
prevent a country from leaving a union the european union or negotiating future trade deals obviously i think the government of britain should kind of realize their mistakes by now and return cultural artifacts that are not theirs um, which aren't important to their culture or their history um so interesting to see this and uh, i'll continue to look at it hopefully britain just does the right thing and returns those artifacts they're not really theirs historically or culturally uh they have no claim over them uh they acquired them through the purchasing um and i guess they want to display them but i feel like greece is able to display them now anyway let's move on to our third piece of news which has a little bit more to do with our first piece of news Japanese health authorities said today they have confirmed 88 more cases of the new virus on a quarantine ship near Tokyo. The new cases bring the total on the Diamond Princess to 542. Global Affairs Canada has said that there were 256 Canadians on board the ship. In a statement today, Global Affairs said that the number of Canadians who tested positive for the COVID-19 the illness caused by the new coronavirus has increased to 43. Canadians and permanent residents who are healthy will be eligible to board a charter flight which is now expected to leave Japan on Thursday. As a previous charter flight bringing people to Canada from the outbreak epicenter in Wuhan, China, the flight will arrive at CFB Trenton. From there, passengers will be taken to the NAV Canada Training Institute in Cornwall, Ontario for a 14-day quarantine. Global Affairs said it would continue to provide support for Canadians who stayed in Japan after the plane leaves. That includes Greg Yerricks, who tested positive for coronavirus and has to go to a Japanese hospital. Our, play, our plane is like a day away and I'm not going to be on it. And my wife is, Yerricks told CBC's Sasa Patricia. I'm going to be alone and I'm scared. Yerk's wife, Rose, will return to Canada once the plane arrives. She faces an additional two weeks in quarantine before returning to their Port Dover, Ontario home. On Monday, more than 300 American passengers, including 14 who tested positive for coronavirus, landed back in the U.S. after they were flown out of Japan on a charter flight. They are quarantined at military bases in California and Texas. China, meanwhile, reported 1,886 new cases and 98 more deaths today. That raised the number of deaths in mainland China to 1,868, and the total number of confirmed cases to 72,436, according to China's National Health Commission. Wuhan's health bureau announced Tuesday that Liu Ximing a uh, hospital director became infected and died despite all-out attempts to save him. He has at least the seventh health worker to die uh, from more than the 1,700 doctors and nurses who have become sick, like, I, like I've already stated. Uh, just, to, just to remind you guys of what, what has already been going on. The Japanese government has repeatedly defended the effectiveness of a quarantine and bristled against criticism that the ship became a virus incubator instead of a quarantine facility. In a possible sign of lax quarantine protocols, three Japanese health officials who helped in the quarantine checks on the ship were also infected. I suspect people were not as isolated from other people as they would have thought, said Dr. Paul Hunter, a professor of medicine at the University of East Anglica in England. 
Japan's health minister, Katsunobu Kato, told reporters today that all passengers who remain on the cruise ship have had their samples taken and that those who tested negative would start getting off the vessel beginning Wednesday, when their required 14-day quarantine is scheduled to end. They all want to go home as early as possible, and we hope to assist them so that everyone can get home smoothly, Cato said. The process is expected to take until Friday because of the large number of people involved. Obviously, the quarantine hasn't worked, and this ship is now becoming a source of infection, said Dr. Nathalie McDermott, an outbreak expert at King's College London. She said the exact mechanism of the virus's spread was unknown. We need to understand how the quarantine measures on board were implemented, what the air filtration on board is like, and how the cabins are connected, and how waste products are disposed of, McDermott said. There could be also another mode of transmission we're not familiar with, she said, noting the possible of environmental spread and the importance of deep cleaning the entire ship to prevent people from touching contaminated surfaces. An American woman who had been on the Western Dam cruise ship, which docked in Cambodia after being turned away at other ports, tested positive for the virus on the weekend after a special flight chartered by the cruise line reached Malaysia, prompting renewed scrutiny for the hundreds of passengers and crew still aboard or ashore in Cambodia. The ship's operator, Holland American Line, said in a statement Monday that Cambodia health officials were on the ship testing the 255 guests and that 747 crew who were awaiting clearance and that guests were currently staying at a Phnom Penh hotel has been tested. At this time, no other guests or crew on board or the hotel have been reported any have reported any symptoms of the illness. Guests who have already returned home will be contacted by their local health department and provide further information, it said. The statement added that the virus patient had not reported any illness to the Western Dam's medical center during the cruise. 20 people who reported illness during the on board have tested negative for the virus. The rest of the passengers and crew had health checks that included filing out a written health questionnaire and having their temperatures checked, which has become the standard procedure for air and sea passengers considered at risk. On Sunday, two Canadians who were aboard the Western Dam returned home via Vancouver Airport. Stephen Hansen and his wife said over the weekend they were asked at the airport to wear masks, but weren't told to isolate themselves. We were asked a few questions and filled out an immigration form, and they were very nicely helped us bypass the usual lineup and let us out the door, Hansen said. A spokesperson for the Public Health Agency of Canada said over the weekend that the Western Dam passengers will undergo further screening. They will also be asked to let public health authorities know where they will be so they can follow up. So interesting news coming from some other cruise ships that are coming by. Obviously, this uh, Japanese cruise ship and the um, quarantine that has been going under uh, here uh, near Tokyo has been quite the flop in terms of seeing that the spread of the disease has continued and that it's getting worse. Um, So it's glad to see that we're seeing more officials kind of being sent home, but um, hopefully the Japanese health officials will be able to treat those aboard 
the um, the cruise ship that have tested positive for this illness, and they'll be able to resolve it. So with that, uh, we move on to Kevin's Corner with our piece of advice for the day, and we should be brief and quick about this and before ending the show. So our uh, Mr. Uh, advice Askers gives us the title, I, 17 years old, bought my crush, 16-year-old, a Build-A-Bear for her birthday. Is it too much? Question mark. Well, let's dive into this. We've only recently become good friends, and so this is my first time getting her a present. I wanted to get her something nice, but nothing too expensive. So I went with a Build-A-Bear with a Build-A-Bear that has loads of personal jokes and stuff she likes attached. I don't know if I'm overthinking this, but the more I think about it, the more I think maybe it could be, uh, well, too much. Like, could things really be awkward between us if she doesn't like me back and takes it as a sign of me liking her? Really unsure. What do you guys think? Well, I'm going to answer this, Mr. 17-year-old man um, or boy. Um, in the easiest way, I think you're, you're way overthinking this. I was very, very surprised when I first read this that Build-A-Bear, in fact, is still open and is a thriving business. Um, I thought they were closed by now. I didn't think that the, any of them were open or they were still popular or relevant. Um, so with that regard, I think it's a sweet gift. Um, I don't think it's thinking too much. It's obviously not an engagement ring. It's not flowers. It's not a, a, a an expensive piece of jewelry. Um, so yeah, you're overthinking this. Um, and if you're not, uh, one thing that you can do before giving it to her is you can like program them to have like a voice line. So you can program it to say something like, I don't know, GG no re or dank memes or something funny, like something like that. And then she'll know for sure that like, it's not like she, she, she can figure out that you have a crush on her. Uh, but I think it's a nice gesture. Um, a build a bear build with care so with that ladies and gentlemen i'm going to end tonight's podcast thank you so much for listening remember if you have a question comment or something you want to hear in the show give me a mention at kevin underscore hobie you could also check out my youtube channel kevin hobie or studio kevin on youtube.com um it's been great having you guys here and listening um as always i want to remind you to brush your teeth floss and I will see you guys on the next one. Goodbye.